You're listening to Going Places and Making Friends, a half travel podcast, half interview podcast, where you'll be learning alongside me, your host, Cassidy, as I travel the world and have deep conversations with the friends I meet along the way. Now let's get to it. Welcome to Going Places and Making Friends. I'm your host, Cassidy, and today I am with my cousin, Chloe Walker. Hello, Chloe. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for being on my podcast. Yeah, it's an honor. (laughs) <laughs> I think the honor is all mine. <laughs> wow, it's an honor that you think it's an honor. <laughs> um, and one of my first podcast guests, so you're in the first like five episodes. Oh my god, it's like you love me or something. It's like I love you. It's like I have no one other to, other <laughs> to talk to than my friends and family. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Not yet, not yet. I haven't, I haven't started my travels yet. Um, so we're going to be talking about some things today. Some things are going to be a little difficult. Some might not be so difficult, but <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about an experience that you just went through with your previous job we were talking about before, right. you know, something that's frustrating you right now or has recently frustrated you. And I know the story, but how would you tell the listeners the story of this job experience? Yeah. Um, so I graduated from college um, spring of 2021, and I, t- I took a beat. Um, my previous job, I was their event coordinator, and so I knew that was kind of the direction I wanted to go. Um, and we were already facing challenges with the pandemic and everything, because who wants to do events in the middle of a pandemic? Yes. Um, and so I did end up finding a job at um, just a, like this little local bottle shop in Eugene and they were looking for an event coordinator and social media marketing manager and I thought that was perfect especially because I knew I did kind of want to kind of make my way into the cannabis industry and in Eugene beard cannabis just go hand in hand um I feel like in Oregon in Oregon right beer Beer. and weed yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but and so I ended up getting the job at was like a month and a half long interview process and or a 90 day trial period no it was a month and a half long interview process oh I did not know about this yeah because I got remember we were in California and I got the call to schedule the interview and that was my first interview when we got back and that was I had two three interviews all throughout August and then I had one final interview first couple weeks of September and I ended up getting the job yeah I ended up getting the job in End of September, and I started end of September, and I thought everything was going great. Um, The people who own and run the business um, are older and white men, (laughs) and so those were who, those people were doing, like, my interview process, so I knew very well kind of going in, that was, like, the personality I was going to be dealing with. Um, I just didn't realize to what extent, (laughs) and so um, once I started because this is my fir- this was my first real quote unquote real adult job or first adult job i was nervous and i constantly constantly look for feedback and like constructive criticism just tell me yeah if i'm not doing what needs to be done yeah. tell me and i will immediately change it just jump or you say jump i ask how high and um so i was constantly kind of going in and making sure that i 
was doing the right thing my first day consisted of just like me getting logged into all of the accounts and everything there wasn't really an orientation she handed me uh, the HR person handed me a like employee handbook for me to just read through and everything Um, and then after I was done with that that was it I got to like go home come back the next day and they really put a lot of emphasis on building my own like schedule and structure and what works best for me and so I said okay great and so I kind of constructed the schedule and what worked best for me and I was constantly kind of checking in with them making sure that everything was on track and all of that events why social media like community outreach um the whole nine yards and I was never told I was doing anything wrong I had a couple ideas shot down but that I feel like comes with the nature of everything and I didn't never really took that too hard I was always just coming back with new ideas or different ideas and um finally at my three-month review my HR manager um I get invited for an off-site lunch and all three of them are coming the owner the HR manager and the beer distributor had been with the company for like 15 plus years um I didn't know this that they were all three there I thought it was just this was so yes it was just my HR manager but the initial invitation was all three of them at an off-site like location but then they decided and so here I am (laughs) thinking oh shit I'm getting wined and dined by the three like other senior managers and then day of Sarah's like hey it's actually just gonna be me and you I'm like oh okay that's fine yeah um and like looking back on it now I can totally see like the other two men's uh were definitely awkward with me the last like the moments leading up to like me leaving to go have lunch with the HR manager and everything um but they're also old white men so I can't yeah I don't understand their ways anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and so yeah she took me out to lunch and then she started out saying okay this is going to be kind of like there's some things we need to work on and then there are things I'm going to like congratulate you on which is so far right on par with all of the other reviews I've had um and so I was ready like I was strapping in I was ready for it and then there wasn't any positive feedback and it was all how um the main things that I was doing wrong and that was primarily how uh I uh didn't have I was too emotional essentially is what she said my HR manager said that I acted I was a little too emotional and I wasn't easy enough to read for the owner and the beer distributor these two men these two men and so there was an instance two and a half weeks prior where it was just constant rain it's Oregon but it constantly rains um and there were a lot of floodings happen happening at the time and I get a call from my apartment manager and I lived 45 minutes away I was doing a little commute um but I got a call from my apartment manager saying hey I think your apartment is flooding can I go inside and so I'm freaking out I've got two animals in there and I'm at work in Eugene and so I say I think my my apartment manager just just called me. I need to go make sure everything's okay. And they're like, oh my gosh, yes, go, go, go. Um, Just touch base with Troy. And I'm an anxious individual. And as I'm packing my things up, I'm imagining my animals doggy paddling and swimming through my flooded apartment. And so I start tearing up as any person with a heart would do for yeah. their animals and also your things yes like in your home yes you have no idea and i don't have renter's on. insurance i don't know if they're oh, gonna charge shit. me for the carpet damage like i don't know <laughs> yes, what any charge you. <laughs> and so i don't know anything 
Um, and so I go in, and yes, I have tears in my eyes when I go to talk to Troy, but I'm not sobbing, I'm not stuttering. Um, and I say, hey, my apartment's flooding, I'm just gonna run home and check on it really quick. And it's, it's probably 12, and so I have like four or five hours left in my day. Um, and so as soon as I'm done and like make, if everything's okay, like I'm going to come right back. If everything's not okay, then like, yeah, I'm going to figure that out. And he said, okay, yeah, that sounds good. No worries. I couldn't read them in any way, but that was what my HR manager brought up at the lunch was how I was too emotional. And sometimes that can catch them off guard. And as women in a male dominated industry, we have to be able to use our emotions as like a little tool belt and to be able to whip out whenever we need to. Like she said those words. To said you. those words, like word for word. And none of it was written. It was all just attitude, attitude, attitude. Like across every across like why I was category. getting yeah, when I was why I was getting ranked low in certain areas was because yeah. of my attitude. And which is so mind-blowing to me just because I know who I am in a workplace and I won't other than my apartment flooding and me having tears in my eyes I'm I have one mood and it's happy-go-lucky like I'm an annoying bouncy smiley individual (laughs) (laughs) at work exclusively at work (laughs) like it's all you're a people pleaser yes I'm a people pleaser (laughs) and um so was she saying that your attitude was affecting your job function? No, it was affecting their person. It was affecting their day. Wow. Like it had, she didn't break, tie it back to any of how, like any of my like deliverables in any yeah. way. It was just how my emotions made these men uncomfortable. And another thing she like threw on top of that was how they couldn't read my face and that also made them uncomfortable which again blows my mind because I fully have a smile plaster I don't know like I maybe wasn't smiling while staring at my computer screen but I don't know if I should be grinning ear to ear when I'm (laughs) that would be freaky they would say that you were a psychopath (laughs) um and so that was just immediately right off the bat like how we started the review And so I'm like, okay, I guess I can work on that. And so I'm not fully beaten down. And then it just goes on to, of course, I'm working in the beer industry. They made me take like the $60 exam to be certified in beer. That you had to pay for. That I had to pay for. Yeah. And uh, it's a hard fucking test. (laughs) (laughs) Like they give you 60 questions that aren't easy questions. And then you have 30 seconds to pick from six answers. Wow. And they're very similar. It's like what beer is straw to straw gold at 6.8% ABV and comes from Belgium. What the fuck? I don't know. What? Yes. Uh, And then I have to learn how to like change a keg. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, and so I had to take that. But another thing was how I didn't show enough initiative for liking beer. However, I I don't even know how you would do that. Like you just show up and start talking about beer. Right. No, it boiled down because when I kept asking questions, I don't know how, because no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to someday like this beer that I think is disgusting. (laughs) Right. It's not going to happen. My taste buds don't change that quickly. Give me seven years, maybe. I think that's the (laughs) science behind it. And... (laughs) 
basically what it boiled down to was I wasn't I didn't show enough initiative that I liked beer to these two men yeah it all boiled down to how these two men liked me yeah (laughs) and another thing that they had on top of that so part of the job was social media and like posting on their social media and it they were constantly on about how they want to show off more of their staff they want to show off their food and I said yes I love that because that was something that I did at William it was a lot of like staff appreciation things doing that you need to become friends with the staff right one of the things she was upset about was how friendly I was with the downstairs staff because I was supposed to be senior management. Oh. And they're supposed to see me as a manager and not their friend. So in one case, you're not friendly enough and you're not showing happiness or friendliness, but then on the other, you're too friendly and they obviously could read your face when you're talking to those other people. Yeah. (laughs) So, and it seemed like they were just upset that I wasn't, I like maybe I wasn't friendly enough to these two men. Yeah. But also these two men are in their fifties, whereas the staff that they have downstairs are in their early twenties, early thirties. Like, right. You're going to more easily relate to them. I'm going to more easily relate to them, but I also know their humor. Yeah. And I, I'm I don't relate to the Grateful Dead and fish. (laughs) I like kind of get those references. <laughs> I mean, like I know what the Grateful Dead is, but yeah, Fish is just a—it's a jam band. Okay, and then great. I learned the definition of jam band. But then, okay, so this review is happening, mm-hmm. and you are shocked. I—it was three and a half hours long. That's torture, first of all. I just kept asking questions because my brain was fully not wrapping its head around the fact that I've been asking for feedback for months. Yeah. And I'm being told that I'm doing correct things. They're stoked about all of the numbers that I have on social media for everything, like how many people were getting into the events and all of that. And they're congratulating me and telling me I'm doing a great job. And then out of nowhere, I'm being sat down at 1 p.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> wow. And it was, yeah, it started at 1 p.m. And we didn't finish until 4.30. And the only reason we stopped was because we needed to clock out for the day. Wow. And go back to so what? So what happened after you left that review? Well, the final thing that was said, I w- felt like I was hit by a bus. Like I fully could not speak words by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the final thing was, okay, so fix all of these things. And if they're not fixed, you're going to be let go on four weeks from now, which would be like February 15th. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I can do that. And she's like, you can totally do that. I'm like, okay, you're not, no, I can do that. Wow. <laughs> and so we get into, uh, I we drove separately, and so I get into my car, she gets into her car, we drive back to the business. I fully sit down, because one of the things was about how I lacked initiative, which again, just caught me so off guard. Wow. In every way. And um, so I'm like, okay, fine, I guess I lack initiative, so I'm going to stay here for another hour, and like stay past 5.30 and wait out, the, like do uh, things to like show that I'm trying, I guess, yeah. because... I'm still thinking, oh, okay, that's fine. I'm just going to not get fired. 
right, and do right, everything right. I can right. to not get fired because that would be the worst thing under the sun to happen right now. <laughs> yes. And, um, oh, and sometime during the conversation, she said, I know this was a lot, like we've been here for a while. If you need the next day, like just let me know. You can totally have tomorrow. I'm like, okay, great. <clears throat> I didn't give her an answer, like yes or no. I just said, okay, great, I'll let you know. Um, because I'm lacking initiative, I'm thinking, oh no, for sure I'm showing up tomorrow. I go there, I go back to work, work for the last hour. The two men aren't looking me in my eyes. They mm. are avoiding all eye contact except for when they're walking out the door and like saying goodbye and like have a right. good night. And um, all I wanted to do was cry because at that point, all of the words were finally settling. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I can't cry because I'll be too emotional. Like, And so wow. I'm sucking the tears back into my eyes. And then finally, all of them leave. And I do my last bit of work that I was working on. And I go home. Um, as I'm walking out is, again, when it like things are just really settling in. And I go into what I now know was like a full-blown panic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I call up my mom and I'm driving, which apparently is not the right thing to do. But I no. didn't know it was a panic attack. I just thought I couldn't catch my breath. Yeah. And and you needed to get the fuck out of that I needed to get the situation. fuck yes. off of that yes. street. Yes. <laughs> like there was yeah. just no way I could be within a mile of this yes. establishment right now or then. And so I end up going to my partner's house and I'm still in again what I now know is is a panic attack and so I'm walking in the door and I am hyperventilating. I fully can't catch my breath and I scare the shit out of my partner. <laughs> and um finally like I'm able to calm down and he was like what's wrong and I basically relay everything and I give him the paperwork that I was handed and before I was he he was reading through it and before he even said it he's like this is discrimination yes before I even mentioned what she what the HR manager mentioned about like having using my emotions as a little tool belt tool belt to whip out because wow. that's not written um my face Your wasn't written resting face. yeah my yeah. resting face wasn't written how I wasn't um the thing that how she worded it about me being too friendly with the downstairs staff was uh lacking management abilities mm. and um and so he he fully just read through it and was like Chloe this is discrimination I'm like you haven't even heard the half of it (laughs) and so I'm at the point and it's it takes like an hour to get through because I keep just working myself up and like I'm fully just back having this review but yeah um so the next day our uh the next day, thinking about going to work again, sends me into a panic attack. Um, and so I'm like, okay. And I'm up at 4 a.m. Because at this point, I've already been so anxious just with other life situations and this job um, leading up to it. I just hadn't been sleeping through the night in general. And so it was normal for me to wake up at 3 or 4 in the morning and not be able to get back to sleep because I was super nauseous. Um, and that was one of the situations, except this time I was nauseous and having a panic attack, which is new to me. Oh, no. Um, so I ended up shooting a text to the HR manager, Sarah, and saying, like, hey, I'm just going to, like, take the day like you um, said. And I don't hear anything for, like, three, four hours. It's also three, four in the morning. And um, I hear back around, like, nine or ten. And it's just, it's okay with an exclamation, part, uh, exclamation point, um, take the day. And then... I'm talking more with Trace and I want to sit down with the management team, just like all three of them. I want to figure out a work plan for 
me, myself, and I because no, I don't want to lose my job. And I do love the people I work with, just not the management team. Like right. the downstairs staff is incredible and they are helping me put some fun ass content out there and I'm making some friends out of it. And so I do, I really enjoyed like the, the setting and the people who were working there, just not the management team. Um, and so Trace and I are like figuring out this whole work plan for me. And I send this email asking like, Hey, I want to sit down and like chat with everyone and figure this out. I get a call at about an hour and a half after I send the email and it's Sarah, the HR manager saying, Hey, can you come in? Oh, sorry. My review was on a Wednesday. I didn't go on Thursday and there was still another day Friday. She said, Hey, can you just come in at like 10 AM on Friday? I normally get there at 9 AM. And so I knew, yeah. And so I just knew I'm like, Oh, I'm getting let go. And what was that conversation like? The phone call. Or when you went in on Friday? Um, I didn't because the next morning they have had horrendous COVID management skills. Oh. Horrendous. And everyone, like, they just couldn't keep it. And it's hard because they're encouraging me to do events. And so I'm bringing in 50, 60 fucking people into a tiny ass building and they're scheduling every single staff they have to work these things. And and he's like, why are they all getting COVID? Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) Um, and so because there was an event that week, three of their, like two, um, kitchen staff and one, um, bartender ended up calling out and having COVID. Wow. And so they had to just shut down on Friday. And so they just didn't oh, open on Friday. Okay. And they shoot me a text again saying, um, okay, just come in on Monday at 10. I'm like, oh my God, I have to wait 72 hours to get fired. That's, That's horrible. Yeah. I'm going to be vomiting every moment of every day until then. Yeah. Um, but then they ended up just calling me Saturday morning. Oh, interesting. Yeah, both of them, both the owner and Sarah were on the phone, and it was the owner who was talking to me, but you need a second to have, like, and you need a second person when you're letting someone go. Um, and so they and let they me just, go on the phone. They're they like, just said... We're going to go in a different direction. Do you think that they chose that because you took up the HR managers? I think. Like, and you took that day? I think. I think that was the final nail in the coffin. And I also fully believe that regardless of whether or not I achieved all of the things that they wanted me to achieve by that four-week date, Mm -hmm. I still would have been let go. There was always talk about how they didn't have money. There was always talk Mm -hmm. about how there wasn't, like, they are barely staying afloat. And there are only four salaried people on the senior management team, and I was included in one of them. Whereas they are normally used to just paying for three salaried individuals. Right. Because every, apparently every other event coordinator and social media marketer that they had was hourly. Right. Um, so do you think that they were kind of using the, that your attitude as an excuse that they just didn't, they couldn't keep you on? I think. And they needed something to grab onto? I feel like it's... I feel like there could have been... Yes. I think it was the fact that they just used... I took Sarah's... The HR manager's offer for taking the day. I wasn't a beer person. Right. And I wasn't a guy's girl. Mm. 
because the HR manager threw and through guys girl okay like had a fantasy football league and not like saying that that's exclusively a, like a men's activity yeah, yeah but these are 50 year old men she knew how to yes play get, the game yeah she knew how to the play game the game yeah and cozy up to these men mm-hmm. she also has a great relationship with her dad who's also in his like 50s and 60s and so right like oh right and that's not the, your case so no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what yeah. do you think uh, this happened fairly recently just in the last couple of months yeah and do you feel like you've had time to reflect and like think about everything you went through how you handled the review and like what you said what you didn't say the questions you asked or didn't ask like yeah. how do you feel reflecting back on just what you did in those moments. Um, I definitely wish I had more of a backbone in the review for sure. I think I was just so, because I'd worked at the job before the bottle shop for over three, four years, I was used to have, I knew the people who were going to be giving the review to me and I knew what questions to ask and I knew how to have a backbone with them. But like my first year there, spineless mm-hmm. people pleaser happy-go-lucky plastered with joy right and I, th- I think that was the issue is because I was so outwardly it really felt like because I was so outwardly like feminine that they it was off-putting it, it felt like I was way too young for them and it felt like I was way too like feminine for them yeah and it made them uncomfortable it made them uncomfortable yeah it felt it truly felt like like now that I've had time to kind of like look back on it because I was desperately trying to figure out what this feeling that they made me feel was yeah and it fully it like it definitely felt like there was just not they weren't understanding who you were who I was and like because another thing that they said was Oh, the, when the owner was on the phone with me, he was just like, yeah, we loved you in your interviews. Um, it just looks like things weren't adding up. <laughs> so we're going to go in a different direction. Mm. And I was the exact same person in my interviews as I was in the office because I'm a people pleaser and yeah, I will be smiling and agreeing with everything you say. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. What has, so now that you've gone through this type of experience, do you feel like you would act differently if something like this ever happened again? Because you were definitely discriminated against. And, you know, if you were a man in your position, this wouldn't have gone down the right. way that it went down. Right. Um, yeah. Like, how do you think this is going to inform your future decisions and, and what you do in any sort of situation like this? I think it's definitely going to help me take a longer look as to who's actually running a business. Mm, and yeah. I didn't know one of the, I want, I never asked kind of about who the person who was in the position before me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it wasn't only after until I was hired that I found out they've had eight or nine of them. Oh, eight or nine. Yeah, like they're ha- recent. Recent, all within them creating the event coordinator, social media coordinator position. Right. 
because they had this, uh, so the owner had bought the business 10 years ago. Um, the beer distributor had been with the company for 15 years. So he had been with the original owners before this owner bought it out. And in that time, their HR manager was also their social media person who was posting things online. And because they were still kind of smaller, they didn't have enough traction to do events. Right. Um, and then once they started getting to know all the brewers in the area, then that HR manager became the social media coordinator and the event coordinator. And then they got a different job elsewhere. And ever since then, that was the longest oh. held position for that Role. Well, it sounds like given the COVID situation yeah. and everything else, these people had no idea what the hell they were doing right, right. and how to manage people and be good humans mm-hmm. at all, which is not really that big of a surprise knowing the dem- demographics of those two mm-hmm. white men. <laughs> and it is, it fully is just a ridiculous men's club situation. And it's men listening to themselves talk and nodding their heads waiting for the other person to finish speaking so they can say their next thing (laughs) fully (laughs) um so you I tried to tell you and convince you to seek counsel legal counsel about this as did all of my friends and Uh, a lot of people probably a lot of your friends a lot of people and you ultimately chose not to and you're even being very specific right now to not say the name of the business so do you feel like you need to protect them I don't necessarily need to think I protect them um a lot of the people so I lived in Albany for years and years and years and if not Albany Corvallis which is a town 10 minutes next door and we're not talking Albany New York no we're talking Albany, Albany Oregon, Oregon. <laughs> very different <laughs> very different and so I had lived there I graduated high school there um I lived in Portland for a year and then I ended up moving blah blah blah, blah back down to Albany and Corvallis and I had been there for quite some time and so this was my first time having a chance other than that year living in Portland to kind of create a community of my own people that I didn't go to high school with um except Judy because Judy's gonna go everywhere I go I'm forcing her (laughs) sorry Judy (laughs) shout out Judy (laughs) shout out Judy (laughs) and um and because of the relationships that I've developed with a lot of the people a lot of them do still work there and I guess I don't necessarily want to slander them even though they also know they work for a shit company right I'll say the names of the people (laughs) I mean you don't have to if you don't want to but you don't want that business to suffer because your friends work there or I don't want yeah because they that's their main form of income like they don't have another job lined up type of thing and I don't know their situations and I know I'm not responsible for their situations but I know I'm ready to shut this place down yeah. like I'm ready to light it on fire as soon as <laughs> Candace finds another job I'm in <laughs> I really hope they don't accidentally go up in flames because we will be blamed we for this. <laughs> we're kidding we're, we're not joking gonna, all we're jokes all arsonists. jokes um but more tea the owner did just have a big old sexual harassment case for all of his female staff members because they had a Super Bowl party and he got absolutely shit-faced and started kissing all the women employees and that's very traumatic. Like, that's fucked up. And um, 
And so they did pursue legal action after that? I think one of them is. One of them did quit. And the last I heard was that the owners literally, Troy's just been hiding since it's happened. And the Super Bowl was over a month ago. So okay, that's satisfying to know. That is satisfying. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about a few other things. Yeah. Um, any any like kind of last words on this story? And I mean, I kind of have a follow up question, but like anything about that experience that you feel is really important for young people to know, or anyone of any age who gets discriminated against and yeah goes through this. Experience? Don't listen to old white men. 100%. One, like, I, it's just, I feel like that's just the perfect blanket statement. And then also, women are out here, they're needing to be supporting of other women. And Right, because the HR manager yes, was a woman. Was a woman. A 27-year-old woman. This entire time I thought you were, I was picturing like a 50-year-old no. woman. No. I was blaming her generation. She's a product of her generation. No. She was 27. 27. I'm so much more angry right yes. now after learning this. I know, and that's why I was like, oh, she's has a great relationship with her father, for sure. And that's why she can get along so well with these deadheads. Yeah. Deadheads. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. don't listen to old white men. Don't listen to old white men. Yeah. And if you're a woman, for the love of God, lift up do, other women. Do you feel like you did listen and like take to heart like did you feel self-conscious after oh, you heard my that yes feedback? yes my self-confidence was shattered I was fully especially after uh getting that um ask getting that phone call to have them come for me to come in at 10 and knowing that they were probably going to let me go I fully was just ready to go back into the service industry. I was planning on working in a dispensary for $14 an hour until society, as we know, it collapses. And then I'm able to join a commune somewhere along the way. <laughs> right. Like those were my next steps. I wasn't going to go anywhere else with anything else because holy fuck, I don't have a job and I need money literally. Right. Right. <laughs> and so that was my, my confidence was fully shattered because I'm like, Oh, well shit, I can't crack it in the events industry. So I was nailed it in the service industry. Let's just go yeah. back to that. <laughs> But that's not what happened. Yeah. And you are working now mm-hmm. um, in a professional job. I say yes. that in quotations. Yes. Because who the hell knows what professional means. Means, yeah. Teach their own. Yeah. Um, but it's a, like, quote-unquote office job. And yeah. how do you feel? Like, do you feel... Are you gaining your confidence back? Do you doubt yourself? What's what's the journey that you're on right now? So I the field that I ended up going into, I have had zero experience in, essentially. The like couple main things that I do know how to do is throw an event, and that is one very small bullet point in this job description. Um, but other than that, it's it's like a a consulting agency essentially and a nonprofit consulting agency and I have no experience with that and after having this experience like this most recent challenge present itself to where I am a too emotional young woman who's too friendly but also really hard to read and they have no idea what I'm thinking and I don't like beer (laughs) (laughs) wow and um, and all of those like came with me, followed me to this job, except for the not liking beer because I didn't think that was going to be 
right a required thing to do for this remote job <laughs> right <laughs> um thankfully the person who owns this company also has a lot of previous like work discrimination history as well and so she's been absolutely incredible and um each day I it feels like I am learning something new but in a way that I'm able to fully grasp it and if I can't grasp it I'm able to ask questions and that was another thing that was I was deterred from at the bottle shop was they kept giving me to different people because I was asking too many questions mm. and they didn't want to answer my questions and so I had like three different people that I was appointed to bounce my social media ideas off of because they didn't want right. to figure it out right and so I'm also terrified wow, of asking no questions. support no support all. no support <laughs> and so I'm like terrified of asking questions at this point but I fully have no idea what this industry is and so I'm having to ask questions and every time at this job every time I ask a question I am brought back with five people who want to answer my question and like five different perspectives as to how to find the solution to this question that I have Um, and it's so supportive it's so supportive it's I can and I can still definitely feel myself tiptoeing and dancing but I'm now feeling a lot more comfortable the um, owner who's been kind of like helping it because it's just a very very new business um, or company they have just been kind of helping each of us with our work plans for each week um, but she ended up going out of town for with her kids for spring break break and it was kind of okay fly on your own kids yep, type yep. of thing for a week fly out of the nest yes and I was so nervous because I'm like oh my god I've been doing this for seven weeks I don't know any of the jargon to use and I had like two solo meetings that I had to go to and so um, Ooh, oh it was very exciting by yes. yourself uh-huh. all by myself oh my god it was really cool <laughs> <laughs> um but I did it and I was like I completely surprised myself by like how much I absorbed via osmosis by just being a fly on a wall in zoom meetings and not even like participating in the zoom meetings but hearing the words and the conversations that were being had and hearing questions that um Kristen's asking and hearing questions that our clients are asking and all of that and so I I definitely surprised myself this last week with how much I was able to do it was really really nice and thank you and like other teammates my other teammates were asking me questions on like how to help things uh, like how to help them and it was very exciting wow, yeah you're a natural leader oh my god I can't help it <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like um this this most recent experience and maybe this past week where do you feel like that confidence is seeping into other places in your life because we as Americans like we create our entire identities around our jobs we have a really bad habit thanks capitalism for like making that our only thing worth right personality trait yeah um so do you feel or maybe can you predict maybe that it is going to help you feel more confident in in life in general or i think it will just because right now and the or one of the core values for this job is delivering joy and joy is like tangible so instead of 
like having deliverables, it's what joy have you given, have you provided for our clients, for the people we're working with. Mm -hmm. And just that, I wasn't expecting it, but just that change of word completely changed my perspective on like deadlines and um, like even if the work that I'm doing is monotonous where I'm having to just create spreadsheets or do a little bit of research or do cover letters or something like that, it's more like, oh, no, they're excited to see this. They're going to be like stoked to get this in the email. Whether they're stoked or not, that is fully <laughs> how my brain is like, I'm delivering joy type of thing. It's just reframing. It's fully reframing. Yes, yes. And uh, especially because I'm all for four day work weeks. Yes. It's a four day work week. And it also, because my, like you said, our identities fully become our jobs that's what it was like I've always worked more than 40 hours a week I've always been 10 hours of my days either in my car or at my job and then I'm home and then I have four hours to myself and that's it that's the end of the day type thing um and so it it definitely is helping me figure out who I am outside of making money which is exciting because I have a lot more free time and yeah I think of it a lot as a lot like school like yes there are things that we need to be able to deliver on time but because it's a globally dispersed team I could be working on it at 2 a.m and yeah no one has anything to say about it it's true flexibility yes yes autonomy exactly and that's crazy to me because I've always been like we're still clocking in and out but we're just logging our hours if that makes sense yeah so yeah it's it's really figuring out my own like what my workflow, how my workflow works for me and not being immediately forced into some already structured organization is really exciting. And I feel like it's helping me literally just be more agile in my day-to-day life and more flexible in my day-to-day life. Um, because previously if something that was on my planner and like plans got adjusted, fuck it. I'm not doing anything else for the rest of the day because that thing right off railed itself basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's happening a lot less Wow! in just like the last seven weeks. And I think that's exciting. And I don't know like where I'm going to be in like a year from now, but I feel like getting all of this experience now and soul searching done now, especially with this job that I'm not making my identity is really exciting. Wow. That's really powerful. And so do you feel like you're in a time of your life where you can be your true authentic self? I think I'm working on it. I don't think I, I think I kind of lost her a bit ago. Um, I've fully made that seven year relationship also my identity. And so it was that relationship was me and my job at the vet hospital was me. And other than that, there was nothing else more. It was long-term relationship and job. And then, yes, I guess I was in school, but... (laughs) We can forget about that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I think I kind of forgot. I'm still learning, relearning about the things that I like. Yeah. Because there were certain things that that long-term relationship didn't like. And so it was just something that I didn't do, yeah. that I, I hadn't done for seven years. And um, 
I think each day is I'm learning something new. Yeah. And I'm on my way to being that authentic bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Is there anything specific that you've learned and and gone through and enjoyed and been like, wow, I didn't think I was going to enjoy that experience, but maybe this is something that I want to do long term or more of? Yeah, I didn't... Um, oh, that's a good question. Can you repeat it? So as you're working through and trying to find your true authentic self in this new situation and after going through those times where you couldn't be your true authentic Mm -hmm. self Mm -hmm. are you finding activities or hobbies or things that you are learning that you really like to do that you didn't think you would Mm -hmm. because I also know that you're in this new relationship Mm -hmm. and maybe there are some activities that they like to do right. that maybe weren't natural to you. Right. Or... Well, for starters, just the structure of my relationship now, um, and just it being just being in a polyamorous relationship was something that in that previous long term relationship, I had desperate. I had always been like feeling guilty for for like finding other people attractive or like developing innocent little crushes on the person walking down the street and, <laughs> or in the coffee shop. Um, and all of that and it would constantly result in fights and arguments because whenever I would try to talk to them about the guilt that I was feeling it was always well why don't why aren't you getting mad because this person's hitting on me like why do you not care about me that much or things like that so I started feeling very abnormal like oh something's wrong with me I'm not getting jealous because other people are wanting my partner Um, I'm encouraging it like yes you're hot queen like get it (laughs) type of thing Um, and so just being in this relationship I have exploring like my sexuality and being able to go back to the partner I have at home and them being just excited for me as yeah I was like nervous to go and see this see a new person for the first time Um, and so that's something that I didn't, I knew I wanted, but didn't know how I was going to feel about it because I had been in that relationship, that monogamous relationship for seven years, feeling guilty. Yeah. And about starting it. out very young. And starting out at 16 years old. Yes. <laughs> so literally, like finishing our childhood together and starting yes. our adulthood together. Yeah. Um, and so that has just been the biggest thing is fully, I, for me right now, that's like the foundation of kind of what I'm going off of is. Who am I when I'm with this person or this person or this person? And do I like this person? Is this just a people-pleasing thing? Like, Mm -hmm. am I just attracted to them because they think I'm great or something (laughs) like that? (laughs) And so it's fully just finding out who I like for me and who I'm trying to like because I need to. Yeah. If that makes sense. Definitely. But yeah. Are you the type of person to spend a lot of time alone? Yes. I love it. You love it. I, I love, love it, too. It. I love I it love so it. much. Give me three, four hours of me time a day, please and thank you. Yes. I'm so into it. <laughs> and I also know that um, 
you're a big reader. Yes. yes so yes. we are coming to the end of this episode, mm-hmm. and I just want to ask, what's bringing you joy right now? Is it books? I, I mean, I feel yes, like it is <laughs> books. Yeah. It is books right now. I have, I totally fell out of reading for such a long time, and like I would read a book here and there, but it was definitely not as aggressive as I would have liked it because I really do like it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just finally, I've started like a to be read list and I'm so excited about it. And each week I'm like chipping away at them. And, um, I had, I finally perfected my system because for a while (laughs) I would just stick to one genre until I've read all of the books on my read list in that genre. But I just then would get sick and fucking tired of that genre. Um, and so I, I flip flop now and I used to be like really painfully like anal about like if I'm reading a series, I have to finish the series before I can read anything else. Right. Because I'll lose my mind. But, um, I'm on, I just finished a second book of a series and they have a third one, but I'm starting a different book. Wow. I know I'm growing. (laughs) (laughs) What, what are the series that are getting you really excited right now? Um. Or books? Well, the From Blood and Ash series, they have, I think, three books right now, and they're, um, the fourth book just got released this month, and so I'm oh. so fucking stoked to read that, because they're finally tying everything up with a bow, and they're going to end the series, and I'm yeah. terrified, but very excited. Um, the third book in this trilogy that I need to finish is the, is the King's Bane, or the Imperium trilogy. Okay. Um, and they were just sold out when I went to the bookstore. Oh. And so, I know, of the third book. R.I.P. I know. And so I'm like, okay, fine. Well, I guess I'll First of all, you found a bookstore. That's weird. Second of all, you (laughs) went in there. That's weirder. Third, (laughs) it's obviously a very busy bookstore. Well, they had the other two books. They were out of what you wanted. (laughs) They had the other two books, but I just didn't have. Like, oh, were you going to be getting it soon? They're like, we can order it to the store. I'm like, you had a book ordered to the store for you? No. You should have done that. I, maybe. I was That's just going like to go to Barnes & Noble. That's like the most anti-Amazon statement that you could do is like walk oh. into a physical bookstore <laughs> and have them order the book for you to be delivered there. So you have to come back, back to the bookstore. And do it. Like that yeah. would be the yeah. most like biggest protest well, against Am- Amazon. <laughs> I do feel dirty buying books from Amazon. Yeah, as you should. And I so mean, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, I like you. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna do a plug for bookshop.org. Bookshop.org. Because you put in your zip code, and they donate a, a portion of your proceeds that you buy from them to local bookshops in your town or community. Oh my God, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm gonna get that. Great. And it tallies up, so like on your account, it shows you like you've donated like sixteen dollars or whatever. Mm. Depends on how many books you buy, obviously. But I love that. I want to get that link. Independent. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so this little independent bookstore didn't have the third book. Wow. So I just said, "Fuck it." I guess I should just buy three books off of my TBR TBR list. So I did. Um, Something that I'm wondering is. It, has there been a character in a book that you have related to on like every level? Yes, but it's a painfully angsty book. <laughs> <laughs> or 
are you a pain, painfully angsty person? When I was 14, okay. I was a yes. painfully yeah. angsty person. But I read this book recently as an adult. Oh. And it brought, it like, I was fully 14, 15 years mm. old again. I mean, the book character is 18, but this person as an 18-year-old was going through quite literally everything that was happening when I was 14, 15. Wow. Like with, um, and it's called Girl in Pieces, Trigger Warning Galore. Um, galore? Galore. Galore. Trigger Warning Galore. There's oh, a lot, okay. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the trigger warning, was galore. <laughs> and I was like, Are you, do you mean gore? No. As in murder? Or <laughs> what was happening when you were 14? <laughs> But no, there are, there is a lot of touchy, like, things that happen in the book. And so, um, but that was the, actually the book that fully, I read some fantasy book that I wasn't a huge fan of. I'm like, oh, that was kind of lame. Let me read another book. And so I read this book and that book fully is the one that like kicked Mm. me and back into reading because I was sobbing at the end of it. Wow. And it had been years since I had sobbed at the end of a book. Like oh, I want to cry more. Let's read more. <laughs> yes. And do you prioritize t- reading time? Is that like a boundary that you've set for yourself, where you're like, I really want to prioritize like this many hours of reading a week or something? It's like that? not something I necessarily because um, I've kind of gotten back into this reading kick this last year. I haven't hit like a dull period, and so it's not necessarily me having to prioritize it. It's when can I hurry the fuck up and be done with everything so I can read type of thing. I love that. Um, Especially just because I get to work from home. (laughs) So I just get to hop on over to my bed and read my book. (laughs) Love it. Um, But yes, it is. I do have, I officially gave myself a goal, a book goal for the end of this year. And I want to read 15 books. Nice. And I know it's, it's like, I think a book a month maybe like two a month or something like right, that but right. I'm already four in and it's in yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Laugh. <laughs> 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 but I'm already like four books in and it's March so how do you feel when you finish a book because I just finished a book that took me it was like 500 Ooh. pages it was all the light we cannot see very powerful book mm-hmm. and I finished it and I just sat around my apartment for the next couple of hours kind of in silence I Mm -hmm. truly didn't know what to do with my life after I ended this book so do you have the same experience that's very similar yes (laughs) and so kind of like the rating structure that I set up is because um I like bubblegum for the brain books like I just need some mushy not real fantasy fantasy yeah Yeah, like give me that but what I'm not reading because I also like annotating I love like finding the quotes that are beautifully written or if something is fully like making my heart pull I'll highlight it write it down put a little sticky tab on there um but because those books require so much of me like it feels like I'm literally putting myself into this book I do have to like stop reading those kinds of books and go back to the bubblegum for the brain books where I don't annotate and I just rip through within like 48 Mm -hmm. hours and everything's fine and fancy again in my brain (laughs) so you feel fine when you finish those books I feel fine when I finish the fantasy books but after um Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe became yes became my favorite book ever this last year the way it's written is so good and it is fully just about these two boys growing up together and like 
the complex relationships in their lives and, the, and figuring out like their friendship relationship mm-hmm. and dynamic and it is so well done fully sobbed sat down and just stared for <laughs> hours like there yeah. was no music there was no tv like nothing literally it's like yeah. oh okay like you have to fully process <laughs> it's kind of like you like rethink about the entire story again yeah. and yeah and do you miss characters? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I have a couple of characters that I'm really missing yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a really great conversation. And <laughs> thank you for going through the journey of this horrible experience you had um, in your first, like, quote unquote, professional career right. job. Right. Um, and being vulnerable and telling telling that story. Um, hopefully someday all your friends will quit and we will expose this business for Agreed. who they are. I already have like a monologue ready to go or oh, when I beautiful. see run into any of them again. Great. Perfect. But yeah. So that's step one. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, any uh, last things that you want to say? Any recommendations on what people... You just recommended some books, but oh, yeah. any like... Any other things that bring you joy that people should check out? Spend time with your animals. They're only here for a short amount of time. <laughs> wow. Yes. But. Prime advice. But that's that's the main. Fully. That's yeah. The, as a senior dog owner. Yes. I cherish the little moments I Absolutely. have. Absolutely. Um, but thank you for having me. Yeah, this was a great conversation. <laughs> and until next time. Until next time. Thank you.